San Diego's talk radio leader, 760 KFMB presents It's Your Money and Your Life. For the next hour, Richard Musio and Joe Vecchio will educate and inform you on matters related to your financial future, your life, and your leisure. Now, with It's Your Money and Your Life, here are Richard and Joe. All right, good evening, buddy. My name is Joe Vecchio, your co-host, announcer, and producer, coming to you from KFMB Studios with 50,000 watts of power. We're heard not just in San Diego County, but Orange County, L.A. County, up the coast of Seattle on a good night, down to Cabo, out to the desert. If you download the app for 760 KFMB, you can hear us on, on any device live, as well as we stream live on 760 KFMB. Dot com And then all these podcasts are commercial-free on IYMoney.com. And we are free on iTunes, by the way, if you search the title of the show. Now time to introduce the main man of the hour. He's a CPA extraordinaire. He's a best-selling author and lecturer. He's a philanthropist. He is a family office expert advising several high-net-worth families. His name is Richard Musio. Richard, good evening. How are you tonight? Doing great, Joe. I just want to wish my brother Bob a speedy recovery. He had heart surgery on Monday. So uh-huh. we love you, Bob. He's doing well. He's back home recovering. So it's all good news. Wonderful, wonderful. Yes, best wishes to him. And how, your voice obviously is recovered. I know you had a very raspy voice. I had a voice. sinus issue a couple weeks ago. Yeah, so I'll people who listened to last week's show thought I might be working for the mob. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm all better. I'm running the uh, Carlsbad Half Marathon tomorrow. So Wow. Yeah, how about that? I'm, I'm all better. Okay, good. You know, I was never sick. I never had... Fever, never had a sore throat, just had the sinus thing that wouldn't yeah. go away. Well, you know, I've been using the green tea every day. Maybe and, it's uh, this weird weather we've been having. I'll tell you, but I, you know, I kind of like the brisk weather. I, I could certainly do without the rain, but uh, I'm not sure if we're out of the woods yet with, with regard to that. Speaking of out of the woods, you have to see the Revenant. Just saw it recently, and wow, mm. it is... Uh, <laughs> yeah, my daughter Mia just saw it. She said it's incredible. Yeah, we can talk about it with our guests in a few, in a few minutes. But um, anyway, and you're getting me for the Boston Marathon. Are you already qualified and in? My my wife is qualified and in. I'm her pacer. Well, what do you mean your pacer? I'm the guy who's going to run alongside with her for all but, her part oh, of the do course. You ha- oh, you don't have to enter to do that? No, I don't have to enter to do that. Oh, geez. I like that. Yeah, I'm, I'm two thinking, for the who, price who, of one. Who in their right mind flies 3,000 miles to run 26.2 <laughs> miles? I don't know. Uh, we could talk about it at the break. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Is there a doctor in the house? Speaking of doctors, we've got a really spectacular <laughs> guest tonight. This guest has been uh, harder to get than almost. Uh, well, we've had Pradeep Kosla from UCSD. The chancellor was t- was. Uh, it took a while to get him. Erwin Jacobs. It took a while. But uh, this this uh, this lady, she's harder to get than El Chapo. I think. Uh, Sean, <laughs> Sean Penn. Sean Penn, <laughs> Sean Penn oh. got him. But I think we worked out better because look, if you've been in any in San Diego for any length of time, you've seen the name Shiley around town on various several buildings and causes for very many worthwhile things. And it is our honor and pleasure to have Darlene Marcos Shiley with us tonight. Darlene, welcome to the show. Thank you. I appreciate it. And don't call Sean Penn, please. <laughs> <laughs> no, no interviews, please. please. But uh, gosh, Darlene, this is it's a real treat to have you here. You, you know, if you've seen her on one of the other stations across town, uh, she does these great uh, you know takes into the camera because she's got a pretty cool acting background. And I don't know if you heard our show at all, Darlene, but we usually like to start with you as a fetus and take us up to how you got to San Diego and uh, any circuitous routes. And so uh, what can you tell us about your your childhood and growing up and in, in, uh, all that? I can so do this, Joe and Richard. I was <laughs> conceived in Chula Vista. <laughs> so I am as native Californian as you can get. Wow. I have it on good authority for my mother. <laughs> Chula Vista is where it happened. She married a Navy guy, and that's what happened. Hmm. Spent my childhood in the Bay Area. Uh, went to school to, at um, 
San Jose State. Nice. I have a daughter um, there right now. Oh, excellent. Nice. Good school. And the Smothers Brothers went there. We're third That's generation. That's why I went. <laughs> I, I said to myself, self, who are you going to follow? Oh, I know. Tim and Tommy or whatever D- their Dickie names and were. Tom. Hey, Dickie Dickie and Tom. You've been a guest on the show. You'll have to hear that podcast. All right. Dickie. I will. But anyway, sorry to interrupt. But, yeah, no, I, I um, came from a fairly poor background. I, I qualified for Stanford, but we didn't. <laughs> I could barely make it through San Jose State. Financially, but uh, I got go to, a good education. Did you go to high school, grade school in San Diego or up no. in the Bay Area? Oh, no, no, in the Bay Area. Oh, which high school? Yeah. Uh, uh, well, it doesn't exist anymore. Okay. It was Pacific High School in San Leandro. They needed sure. a second high school. I remember it. Um, do you really? I, I grew up up there. It was cool. It was around building mm-hmm. stuff. I was in love with my biology professor mm-hmm. because I could pith a frog. I was the only girl in the class who could pith, pith, P-I-T-H, pith. That means that you kill them by puncturing their brain. Oh, really? Isn't this lovely it is. conversation? <laughs> I what never was, heard of that. Is the name of this program, it's, it's Your Money, money or Your Life? And no, your, no, and Your no, Life. No, that was Jack okay. Benny. That's why we named it that. Oh, good. All right. Um, anyway, I did major in biology in high school, because I in college, because I thought that was my field. And then I realized, I got to the chemistry class and realized I either blow up the building or I change majors. <laughs> so I decided to change majors out of consideration for my fellow students. <laughs> Um, and did well, got jobs. My first job was in the semiconductor industry. We miniature manager, we mi- manufacture miniature precision and tooling equipment for the semiconductor industry. Oh my gosh. This is Darlene. How may I help you? <laughs> Every time I answered the phone, I hated that job. Hated it, hated it. And then I went to work with some other. And then I worked. You were high a, tech before it was high tech. Oh, believe me, I was. I was prepared. I didn't know it, but I was preparing to meet Donald. Uh-huh. Even the biology, majoring in the biology. But huh. I finally got my foot in the door at a TV station, which is what I was trying to do. Where was that? Uh, K uh, and TV, Channel Eleven in, in the Bay Area, in San Jose. Yeah, San they Jose. were a ABC station Are at they the time. Around? They're they... NBC now. Okay. Yeah. What'd you do there? Well, I applied for a job as the traffic log person you know uh-huh. just logging in yeah. stuff mm-hmm. and i went in and the guy said you seem a little overqualified for that <laughs> let's put you on the air <laughs> and then i thought you know i thought i don't care just let me in he said but our public service director quit this morning would you like that job wow <laughs> and she said "Ooh, okay so you did all the public service and then i was promoted i was the youngest promotion manager at um, wow any station i think in the country I had some fantastic experiences. Anyway, did that. A lot of it. So you did on-air interviews yourself. I did did a little bit of work. I did some commercials, some hilarious Ed Fred shower stall and tile cleaner. (laughs) And they had the shower stall set up in the studio. Oh and I God. went to scrub the stuff off, and the shower stall fell over. Oh my gosh! Like an Ed McMahon moment with the dog, Alpo dog. That, oh that was the yeah. That, that was the end the, of my the career food. as an Ed Fred spokeswoman. <laughs> I did a, a Hoover commercial. Was that live TV? By the way, was that live? Uh, no, fortunately not. Oh, no, great. I wouldn't be here now. I would be still working at some Lord knows what station. Um, but I did. I enjoyed it. I was good. Then I took a, a different kind of job, and then um, I was always doing theater at night. I was uh-huh. in a group when I was younger called Youth of America, huh. not a commie group. Huh. It was a singing group with an orchestra, dance ensemble. I was a soloist. Isn't that great? My favorite night was the night when all of the other soloists were ill, and I said, <laughs> "I didn't. I did not hurt anyone. You did I, all the parts. I can see the looks on their faces." <laughs> 
I didn't do anything to anybody. I sang the tenor solo. I sang the bassist solo. My God! I sang the operatic solo. Oh, it was the best night of my life. Unreal. Um, anyway, so I was always doing theater, and then I, um, and then I met Don Shiley. Well, you were doing a play. He met you because he came to your play, right? A mutual friend brought him up to see me in uh, Lion now, in Winter. Now, was that specifically to see you or just to come no, see the no, show? No, she was a friend, uh-huh. and she said, hey, and he was friends with her, her parents, and she said, hey, Don, I, she, everybody called him Don except me. I call people by their full names mm-hmm. unless they request otherwise. Mm-hmm. And she said, you want to come up and see me? I've got a friend starring in a, in a show, and he said, Okay, oh, sounds she was like a, a fun oh, thing Oh, she to was do. a mutual friend what, what of yours. What theater were you at? Uh, it, was, it was called... Is it still there? <laughs> no, it was... <laughs> I gotta say, the Little Squirrel Theater, but I I'm don't... Tr- it had Squirrel in the title. Is that Berkeley? It was, yeah, it was in Ber- Berkeley. Yeah, My hometown. Was, oh, well, you should know. It was up on the hill. It was yeah. affiliated with a, with a, um, a church group or something. Okay. Uh, but I'm Catholic, so I can't say anything about other church mm-hmm. groups. But anyway, he came to see me. We had a lovely dinner afterwards, and um, I thought we really clicked, you know. And mm-hmm. so my mom says, do you think he'll call you? And I said, yeah. <laughs> and I waited and I waited and I kept waiting. And six months later, he calls. Six months? Yeah. I could have been dead or married to someone else. I was doing another play, though. Uh-huh. And so I went out, and just because this was crazy Careful. stuff, the first date, he was a widower. Mm-hmm. I was working in, I'd been, I was living in Alameda. He announces we're going to go to dinner. And I said, am I dressed okay? And he said, oh, yeah. He said, we're just going to a, a private home here in Alameda. I said, oh, I didn't know you knew anyone in Alameda. He says, oh, yeah. And we're in the car and we're driving. He said, yeah. He said, it's my, uh, my late wife's sister. I thought, <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a first date, folks. Let's pause it right there. And we'll come right back with Darlene Marco Shiley right after this. Hang on. All right, we are back with Darlene Marco Shiley, noted philanthropist around town, and we're getting smart, I think, and we're going to find out more where where we left last left off. That was dinner she, with she the was, sister-in-law, right? She was taken to her, her uh, husband's late wife's her late wife's sister. sister. Tell us about it. Okay. Oh, it was swell. <laughs> I thought, well, okay, this is going to be the first date. I am who I am. I'll you know I'll go with this. He knocks on the door. Now, my mother had worked at the Alameda Police Department for several years. Had worked for the police chief and the and the and the captain. Um, so, she, the, the woman opens the door. I look at her. It is the ex-wife of the police captain that my mother worked for. I knew her. She and I broke out into laughter. Donald's standing there, like, "Wow!" I I was hoping they'd get along, but I had no idea it would go this well this early. Um, it was a lovely first date, and we dated exclusively from that time forward. And a year later, he asked me to do them the honor of becoming his wife. Wow. And I said, honey, you really shouldn't joke about that sort of thing <laughs> because I'm an idiot. And he said, uh, no, no, I really mean it. And when he asked, my, he said, I want to ask your mother. I want to talk to your mother first. I said, Donald, I'm 30. We really don't need to do that. I'm an old maid. It's really not necessary. He asked her at dinner, he said, I'd, I'd like to have your daughter's hand in marriage. My mother says, her hand? Is that all you want? Her hand? I thought, that's it. I'm going to be an old maid for the rest of my life. Fortunately, and, then she, and then she says, but do you really love her? She goes deadly serious. 
And Donald gave what was probably the longest speech of his entire life, explaining to him, to her, why he loved me. Oh, my gosh. And when he finished, she was in tears. I was in tears, mostly because I didn't think I was going to be able to get married. Um, Mm -hmm. My my stepfather, it was... um, Actually, it was a lovely experience when all was said and done. But we had 32 magnificent years of marriage, and I do mean magnificent. He was an incredible man. Well, how about that for starting off with comedy and drama? No wonder, you know, Mm. she's such a patron of the arts. (laughs) Yeah, the poor man didn't stand a chance. He knew that right away. I think that was probably the first time he'd been in the theater for, oh, I don't know, 15 years or something like that. And I just kept dragging him back. So you had to move to San Diego, apparently, right? Yes, he had. His company was in Orange County, but mm-hmm. he had um, he had built a house in um, in North County. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he he liked to fly, and it was twenty minutes by plane to his office and an hour and a half drive. So he thought, you know, a place with an airstrip is good. Mm-hmm. But I I have to admit, I be, I was very easy to become a country girl, mm-hmm. very fast, and even now I still live there because that was our. You know our home. Mm-hmm. Um, had you and, been down to San Diego much, or was that new for you? No, I was fairly new. I had gone when I was younger, just you know, on on mm-hmm. visits and that sort of thing. And after you know two years of honeymooning, I decided I I really need to get out of the house more. <laughs> <laughs> and so I actually drove to San Diego to see what it looked like. Uh-huh. <clears throat> and uh, we had been supporting uh, the Oregon Shakespeare Festival because that's what I'd been doing. I was in the Bay Area, and I thought, no, I gotta go, gotta go local here. So I met with. Uh, Jack O'Brien and Craig mm-hmm. and Tom Hall, and that was the beginning of our relationship with the Globe, and that was 1980, hmm. I think. So hmm. we've been, we're loyal, and we um, we expect loyalty, we honor loyalty, and we do it ourselves. Mm-hmm. Very important factor in my life. Fantastic. So did you do any more acting uh, even after you got married? Or No, no? my sweet, sweet husband. And in, in the last show that I did, Donald, every night they would give me dozens of roses, I knew this theater couldn't afford prisons. I knew they were coming from somewhere, and it sure as heck wasn't the theater. It also was a show in which I was supposed to smoke a cigar. Oh, my gosh. It's called Goodbye, Charlie. It was on Broadway with Lauren Bacall. Huh. Uh, and uh, Debbie Reynolds did the movie. I was a, wo- a guy who comes back as a woman. Okay, this is way TMI. Um, anyway, one night, the cigar was always supposed to be lit on the prop table for me one night some guy had seen the lit cigar was worried he would start to fire and put it out so i had to light the, d- the damn thing up again i came out just coughing my brains off <laughs> Donald was in the audience he had to leave he was laughing so hard he had to leave the theater that was the last show i did but after we were married he was very sweet he said you know he called me precious he said precious he said you're very good he said if you want to keep doing theater it's okay and I said, sweetheart, you don't have any idea how much time it takes. Mm. And tell me, how would you enjoy seeing me kiss some other guy in front of people every night? And he said, oh, no, that, that, that wouldn't work for me. <laughs> I said, exactly. So we're not going to be doing that. But it was, it was a fun time. It was good for me. I learned a great deal, and I learned about the sensitivities of people also. Well, I, you know, there's a lot of community theater out here, and just mm. get a little part of where this North Coast rep is a cool little uh, they're place. Good. Yeah, you they're know? good. They're doing a show on Sherlock right now that I want to see. Our oh. buddy Dick Enberg has something coming up there soon. Dick Enberg has his McGuire again, a third, a really? second. Yeah, a third. Mm. That's a one-man, a one-person show. But but that would be cool. I, I think any anybody, you know, who, philanthropists who also like the arts, who are interested, you know, they should have their assistance or somebody fish around and 
see if there's a good little part. You oh, know. I, I so wish I had a competent assistant <laughs> who's sitting on my left. I can't say anything for real, folks. You just don't know. Well, I'd be willing people. to help. I'd be willing to help because I, I think that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah I'd have to do it under an assumed name and a disguise. You think? Yeah, <laughs> I think. Already I'm taking hits for, you know, why aren't you keeping Downton Abbey on? And I'm going, oh, you're not going to believe this, but I don't have anything to do with that. <laughs> I just tell you to join me in supporting them. Well, it ran six seasons. Now, you've been over to the set, right? I mean, to Ooh, the castle. Yes. Yes. Oh, Highclere Castle had dinner with the whatever he is, Count, Duke, whatever. Mm-hmm. Terrible. What? Oops. What? Terrible table manners. Oh, ter- okay. <laughs> He's probably not going to hear this. That's right. LBJ okay, had okay, him. LBJ had bad ones also. But his <laughs> wife is magnificent. Mm-hmm. She's she's she knows how to work this. She won't let them bring big equipment in if she's worried about the flooring or something. Mm. She is spot on. But and the the best part is the town, little town of Bampton, which doubles as Downton Abbey. Magnificent, magnificent. How far people. from London is this? Is this? Oh, it, was a, it seems to me it was a two-hour. Um, it was so, a two-hour drive. The the other folks took a bus, and I, <laughs> I have a thing about buses, so I how hired was, a car. How the, was it expressway or just road? Uh, it was there? expressway part of the way, and then road. Yeah, <laughs> we were staying in in the area in some screwball-sounding little town. But so it was it's probably wonderful. Probably was one hundred twenty miles. Probably like one hundred fifty, one hundred sixty miles. It could miles. very well have been ten miles, <laughs> and I just thought it took two hours to get there. That's possible. Thanks a lot, Joe. I'll remember this in the future. But does the castle look just like it does on the in yeah, the show? Yeah, only the rooms are smaller. Oh, they really? must be using a wide lens or something because when you're sitting in there, and we had dinner in the castle because it was a group of. Of supporters, uh, I mean, if it wasn't for this, the Masterpiece Trust folks, America wouldn't be seen this mm. show or any of the Masterpiece shows. I I decided to support them not only because I had an interest in the arts and TV, hmm. but I had an interest in Masterpiece. Hmm. And I did at the time when I started supporting them, there was no Downton Abbey. Mm. So at the, you know, I I'm not tied just to Downton Abbey. I yeah. liked Prime Suspect. Mm-hmm. And the you know the inspector shows this those are the things the that I like. The new Sherlock is pretty good with Cumberbatch. I started yeah. getting into that. I didn't like it originally, but I've gone back to it and I like it. Is it aren't the iterations of that show from Basil Rathbone to this? I mean, who'd ever think? You well, know? and even now the the and, fellow who plays Robert it on Downey. The, I don't I don't care for the movies too much. Uh, mm, that no. one, but the Cumberbatch has done a good job. Uh, but what were you going to say? Oh, when? I was going to say the com- the commercial, the network station. You know the, that version of Sherlock. I can't quite warm up to that, but I'm 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 in with with I'm in with PBS. Well, you must have liked Cumberbatch in uh, what was he played? Um, um, oh, uh, Alan Turing was that the movie? Yes, uh, yeah, the movie. Uh, the code, yeah. the code breaking thing. Code break. Yeah, what was the name of that, Richard? Movie? I can't remember. I never saw that one. Let's <laughs> break that code. But uh, yeah, that you didn't see that. I didn't see that. <gasps> oh, Richard, I, I think he got nominated. You must or something. get out more too. Oh, I've, I've seen some movies lately. Justin, do you remember the name of that movie? Or you no? want to go to the movies tonight? Oh, yeah. Sure. <laughs> Well, have you seen The Revenant yet? We have a minute to the break. No, I don't like scary, death-defying things. I, I lead a scary, death-defying life. I don't need to go to the movies well, to see that, it. Yeah, it was a pretty good one. And then I just saw The Big Short uh, last night, and I highly recommend that. That, that was very yeah. interesting, the way they, they did that, I thought. You know, no, I, I really, honestly, the mo- most movies I see is on an airplane or a cruise ship. I'd, really? I, yeah, I don't tend to go to places where there are lots of Anyway, Oops. we have to pause right now. We're going to come Let back. Us pause. Yes. What is this, Justin? This is Downton Abbey. Ah. Well, we're going to go out on Downton Abbey to new All sports right. and weather. We'll be back with Darlene Marco Shiley right after this break. Hang on.
right, we are back with the award-winning It's Your Money and Your Life, and now this is the time where Richard likes to thank our sponsors. Yes, it is. I love thanking our sponsors, Joe. I don't just like it. UBS, Michael Carancha and Drew Friedis couldn't do the show without UBS, so a big thank you to UBS. Also, our favorite CPAs on the planet. There's two of them, Jason Kruger with Signature Analytics, a great CFO company with offices in five West Coast cities, also Polito Epic CPAs in their brand-new office building in San Marcos, Don Epic. And Paul Polito, CPA, getting ready for tax season. Mm. Also, Berkeley Research Group, Carl Sheeler with Berkeley Research Group, helping business owners understand how risk drives the value of their business, reduce risk, increase value. Joel Grushkin and Kurt Cattro, cost segregation initiatives, helping real estate owners improve their cash flow. If you want somewhere to park all this money that you make with our sponsors, how about California Republic Bank with Lane Elliott and Sean Puckett? One branch here in UTC, originating out of Orange County, a bank that specializes in working with wealthy families and family offices. Also, the law office of Brenda Geiger, Geiger Law Office, specializing in estate planning and asset protection. Also, Neil Staley, Hub International, formerly known as Mars Maddox Insurance, a great employee benefits firm. Your open enrollment is probably over, but you can always improve your employee benefits. One of our favorite guests, Paul Hines, Hearthstone of Private Wealth Management. Paul heads up the senior Safe and Sound initiative, SeniorSafeAndSound.org, helping to reduce, prevent senior elder abuse. Mm. The LG Experience and Lombardi Group, helping wealth advisors make heroes out of CPAs to the CPA's very best clients. And last but not least, national event coming up here in San Diego on March 6th, 7th, and 8th. That would be the Servant Leadership Institute. Check out ServantLeadershipInstitute.com for more information on their event here in San Diego on March 6th, 7th, and eight. And Joe, how do our listeners find out more about our amazing roster of sponsors? I have no idea. No, I kid. <laughs> you have a good idea. By the way, Courtney Lover, who maintains the website, is now married. Congratulations, yes, she, yes. Courtney. She maintains our website. And, I want you to and, know that I approve of Brent. Absolutely. Brent. Brent. Exactly. We had a great reception dinner at Loma Santa Fe Country Club. It was a lot of fun. We did. You know, it's Loma Santa Fe. A lot of people say, I get in the habit of saying Loma. But anyway, we do thank our sponsors for allowing us to do what we do to help us win all these awards every year. And the way to find them is to get on our website, go to IYMoney.com. There's a sponsor tab there with a drop-down menu, and you can click on any one or all of them to get all their contact information, their biographical information. And I know they've been working with Richard for many years with great success, right, Richard? Some cases going on 30 years. And by the way, buy Carl Sheeler's new book. It's incredible. Yeah. What's the name of it again? Equity Value Enhancement. Just think of Eve, E-V-E, like Adam and Eve. Okay. I will. Um, Like that apple. Yes. Um, But anyway, um, and also all these guests, we we have a new guest tab on our website, iwaymoney.com, and you can click on it and get any of our guests in alphabetical order. Whether it's Dick Enberg, uh, Bill Markson of Harpo, the famous chicken Ted Giannoulis, Erwin Jacobs, Malin Burnham, George Takei, Dick Enberg, and of course now Darlene Marcos. Shiley will join them and welcome back, Darlene. I'm so glad to be following the chicken thing. <laughs> I have to leave now, but it's, it's been fun. Richard, see you at the movies tonight. Linda, let's go. <laughs> now, the first time I've saw, I saw the Shiley name was uh, there's a building next to Scripps Clinic. Uh, it's, a, it's a Scripps Health Clinic, uh, Integrative Medicine now. And I wonder, what is the Shiley? And, of course, over the years, there's the Ice, the Shiley Eye Center and the That's old... UCSD. Yes. Yeah. And, and then the Old Globe and then the Alzheimer's Disease Research Center and San Diego State's uh, Donald P. Shiley by... Bioscience Center. Don't forget my alma mater, University of San Diego. Right. Oh, yes. USD Shiley Graduate Theater MFA program.
program and, and, and on and on and on. Um, so, Darlene, what gives you, you don't have to put them in order if you don't want, but the, the ones that are near and dear to your heart, uh, if you had a, maybe the theater one because you, your, your roots are in the theater or? Actually, I, obviously the Old Globe Theater and the theater at USD would be important to me personally, but I'm afraid that everything in my life is focused on my sweet Donald. Mm. Uh, and so right now I'm, the focus for me is on engineering mm. and the engineering schools, the naming of the engineering school at USD at his alma mater, University of Portland. Mm. Um, I had the engineering hall. It was new in 1951 when Donald graduated there. And so I had it renovated a few years back. And it's, mm. it's platinum lead. Mm. That's what they call one heck of a renovation wow. when you can end up with Platinum Lead and the Shiley School of Engineering there, the Shiley Marcos School of Engineering in, in at USD. Mm. And those things are important because they they influence and help so many people. Education is everything. It was for Donald and me. We both came from the poor side. My family said, it's the way out. You have to become educated. And I like to think that I, I did a good enough job of that, that someone like Donald... I mean, we were not on parallel paths mm-hmm. in our lives. It was, it was a, I called it a freak accident. Donald was very religious, mm-hmm. very Catholic, and, and felt that God meant for us to find each other somehow. And mm-hmm. <laughs> meeting up at his former sister-in-law's house for dinner <laughs> was sure a start. God must have had something Who to do with that. was married to the police chief, and you knew how the police talked. Oh. How did you know the police chief? You know your uh, family? Well, his mom had worked for him, and, and I knew... I knew he helped me get a job at one of the, the stations funny? when I was working at um, in uh, when I was in college. So these things, you have to watch for the intertwinings, and I think even the timing for Donald when he uh, when we realized he was we were serious. Donald said to me the words that a woman would love to hear: "It's my turn. It's my turn to be happy, hmm. and I choose." you. Mm. Now, I don't know of any man or woman in the universe that wouldn't want to hear those things. Donald was extraordinary. The the money that I have now to give away to do the things that you're talking about, the Shiley Eye Institute, any of these things, come from a man that sacrificed in his life, that worked hard, who I think uh, Linda had been telling me earlier, uh, Shiley Inc. in Orange County was the first company to introduce profit sharing. Mm. paid 100% of their health insurance. Every employee, 100%. Donald never took more than $60,000 a year in annual income. Hmm. Everything went into the the company. And it's it's astounding. And that was in the 60s. You look Hmm. back on that and you think, yippee skippy for the people who are doing things now and, and the folks who say, well, you know, we've signed a pledge to turn over, whatever. Donald told me in 1978 when we married, he said, kids are taken care of by the family trust. For mine, ours, I wanted to go to charity after, after we're gone. And I thought that was that, that's a great idea. But in about a year, I got a little bold, and I said, well, do we have to wait till we're dead to do this? I said, how about we start doing some now to see how people react? And, that's, and Donald says, oh, that's a great idea. Why don't you handle that? I should have known. I should have known the man was smarter than I was. I didn't know it before, but I knew it right after. For the next 30 years, I found out how much smarter than I was, he was. <clears throat> but I've learned a lot, uh-huh. and there have been some disappointments. Mm-hmm. But Darlene, I mean, writing checks is a great thing, and, and you also, I know, though, spend tons of time, and, and you're, you, know, you bring to bear the, the value of your network and your resources for some nonprofits as well, correct? You bet. No, I think I've reached the point 
Richard, where I know enough now that I, I can be helpful. And sometimes it's advice they don't necessarily want to mm-hmm. hear. Mm-hmm. You can't rely on just one or two donors. You'll right. die. What if I die? Mm-hmm. I, you know, ooh, yeah. I, I didn't mean that. I don't want to do that. <laughs> I'm not ready yet. There are times when no, I think I'd like, yeah. There are times I think I'd like to join Donald, but now isn't one of them. <laughs> well, we haven't but lost any guests yet. Yes, so that's, that's, that's good. good. And I don't yeah. want to be the first. But you're right. It is. It's more than check. But on the other hand, you can't be so. Uh, I don't help them select the curtain colors. Sure, of course. You know when we. You know when we do do a building, and there's some people that attach strings. I don't. If I trust you to hand over that kind of money, and I, as I've said before. If I'm in the room with you, I've already decided you're going to get something. No one, I, I used to work in development. Mm-hmm. There isn't anything they can say to me that I haven't either heard or said to somebody else. Mm-hmm. I'm really bad that way. But it's, you're right. It has to be. True philanthropy is more than just writing mm-hmm. out checks. Well, the thing I love about Darlene, she doesn't sugarcoat anything. Uh, oh, she, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm so noticed, sorry. Joe, you, know, <laughs> you know right where she's coming from. I'm and... so happy to be on the last show you're doing. This is, this is swell. Justin, you've been great on well, the show. We... <laughs> Thank you. Well, we, you know, we'll, we can do a bonus track, too. But anyway, <laughs> we've got to take a little pause right here and a drink of water and collect our thoughts. We'll be right back with Darlene Marco Shiley right after this. Wow, that is some pretty good entrance music for accomplished actress and philanthropist Darlene Marco Shiley. Welcome back to our show. Yay, the Duchess of whatever thanks you. Now, um, Donald had vascular dementia, does the research into the Alzheimer's, and we all have had relatives and, uh, who've suffered through some kind of dementia. Um, this is a very troubling and growing area. Um, what do you... What do you see coming down the field in, the, in, that, uh, in that area? Well, one of the things we, the we described with, with Donald was w- one too many strokes. The last mm. one he just couldn't get back from. Mm-hmm. And so when he, when he passed, he had vascular dementia related. But you remember the, the original Alzheimer's Association, it's the title, the full title is Alzheimer's Association and Related Diseases. Mm. There isn't anything really right now. There are certain drugs that can slow things down for Alzheimer's. For for post-stroke, there isn't. Mm. You just, for four years, it was a rough go. Yeah. It was a rough go. I was fortunate. I was able to bring in nurses because Donald wanted to be at home. And if you can, you know, yeah. that's the best. But I don't, I don't care, Joe, how much money you have. Mm-hmm. Nothing, nothing makes better the medical incident and the way that you feel about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, heart surgery, whatever it is. Uh, and I think, you know, I've done a lot of work in Alzheimer's uh, for research and also the care of the patients and caregivers. Mm. People don't understand the level of stress, oh, yeah. you know, that is yeah. involved. So a lot of the funding that I've done has been, I think, with um, a project I, Don and I did at UCSD several years ago when Leon Thal uh, was, uh, was with us. And I remember they were asking for money for a project. And I said, you know, this sounds like something the National Institutes of Health should be doing. He said, well, it's kind of a chicken and the egg. Mm. They won't give us the money to do it until we give them mm-hmm. the research. I said, well, that is chicken and the egg. How are you supposed to get it? Anyway, I said, all right. I said, I don't think that private individuals should have to do this, but I'm willing to jump off the cliff. And mm-hmm. we did, and I'm, glad, and I'm glad that we did. But it's, it's been very difficult to do. And when you have a personal, anytime you have it, whether it's a heart 
a problem that requires surgery like like Richard's brother or whatever, um, it's not easy for anybody. And, mm. and everyone should remember, at some, t- at some time in your life, you are going to be a caregiver. Yeah. There's no way around it. The numbers of people affected by, by dementia are very, very high. Yeah. So, so, darling, have, have you ever had anybody come up to you on the street to thank you for, for example, your Donald's invention of the heart valve or what you've done at Shiley Eye Center or you anywhere know, Richard, else? I'm happy to say yes. And it happened before I was I was recognized, you know, this brief 10 second spot I do on PBS. Mm-hmm. I'm astound. I mean. I, I once had a friend say, Louisiana loves Darlene Shiley. <laughs> okay, Louisiana. I got Louisiana now. I had two monks from Wyoming show up at the gate of where I live. Wanting Wait a minute. To... They've got a monk in Wyoming? The two. There's two. Oh, no, two monks. Okay. It was after the, after the major gift to USD for okay. the engineering. Mm-hmm. And guard calls me. He says, uh, Miss Shiley, there, there's two there's two gentlemen here who want to, anyway, long story short, I said, two gentlemen, what kind of gentlemen? He said, well, well, they're monks. And I said, and how do you know they're monks? He said, well, they're wearing orange robes. Did they have the head shaved like the oh, cappuccino? yes, the oh, whole my. thing. And they, they, he said, they have a gift for you. <laughs> I don't think so. Oh, my anyway, God. I was on my way to the airport. I said, no. I said, just ask them if they could mail it. You don't accept it because we don't do that. Anyway, they thought that since I had funded universities, that it would be really nice if I could build a monastery for them in hmm. Wyoming. Did you and, tell them you have to go? I've got a meeting with the Jehovah's Witness in I 10 minutes. Oh, <laughs> yeah, and the Jesuits. No, I didn't say either one of those two food groups. No, sir, I didn't. Thanks a lot, Joe. I'll remember that. But, I mean, but yes, the, the, the shorter answer to your question, Richard, yes, people do in elevators. Mm-hmm. Um, I get notes. Linda gets, you know, mail yeah. for me. Um, and it makes you feel good. I think the most, the one that really, really got to me, I was about to give a speech about uh, philanthropy, a large group, there must have been 800 people in the room. And I was, they had already announced that I was going to do a gift for the new San Diego Library. Mm-hmm. I was going to do $100,000. And a woman came up to me. She says, oh, Mrs. Shad, I don't want to dis- you know, disturb you, but I just want you to know that my husband has one of your husband's heart valves. And every time we hear the little clicking sound, we are grateful to you. That's neat. Mm. Okay. Wow. It's neat, except when you're about to go up and talk. Yeah, I said the timing wasn't quite impeccable. But, and mm. and I was so touched and so moved. And Jerry Sanders was there, and he was involved <laughs> in the library. That I decided to give them a million dollars for the library instead of a hundred thousand. Boy, she got you. So a good Linda doesn't <laughs> let anyone talk to me before <laughs> I, I go up to talk anymore. Well, I got to say, the Shiley Room at the New Central Library uh, up top. It's incredible. What a majestic yeah. view of the city. Maybe one of the best views uh, of the skyline that you can possibly see. They're right down in the Petco. Park. That place <clears> is booked. <throat> Into 2017 yeah. on the weekends. Yeah. I couldn't get it. Well, maybe. No, I don't think so. Unless I went to a bar mitzvah or somebody else's wedding, I don't think I could get in. But it's now the Joan I'm and, the Joan and Erwick Jacobs Theater on the on the main floor is nice, but those seats could be a little more comfortable. Just saying, the, back, the back needs to be a little higher. You let know. the record show <laughs> that the reason that the Shiley Theater at USD has lovely theater seats is when they were going to do the presidential um, debates there. Mm. Um, Donald said, "I'm not sitting in those wood pews." Are you kidding me? And mm-hmm. I said, well, honey, I said, then someone's going to have to pay to replace the pews with chairs. Mm. And he said, 
Uh, I guess that would be me. <laughs> Only if you want to be comfortable, sweetheart. We had such a lovely day to discuss. People think we used a dartboard to, to make our philanthropic selections. We don't. Well, well if I show up, i got to be comfortable, you know? I, what well, the heck? I, so the theater got $100,000 worth of new seats, and every time people sit in Jim Parsons was honored at the Alumni Honors uh-huh. recently, and he was sitting and said, gee, these are really comfortable seats. And I said, you're welcome. <laughs> And then we had to explain it to him. I had to explain the story. Yeah. Hey, darling, question. Do you have anybody from the other side ever ask you for advice, like who might be contemplating doing their own foundation? I mean, it happens to me. And I say, well, if you want your own foundation, careful what you ask for, you might get it. But um, seriously, I mean, does, does anybody ask your advice about, well, I'm thinking about maybe getting into philanthropy? How should I approach it? Not getting into philanthropy, but I have a lot of people asking me that. I have this idea and I want to do it. I said, okay. don't do it. Yeah. Join with somebody else. Right. You know, this, this, this business of over... We need mm-hmm. more collaboration. This business of everybody having their own thing Get right. is counterproductive. Get a team. Uh, a, a very well-known philanthropist in town called me once and said, Darlene, I know you support these two organizations, as I do, but I'm only going to do one of them. Which one should I do? That's like asking Solomon mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. to split the baby. Right. I had an answer. It turned out to be the right answer. But I haven't had... Unfortunately, I haven't had anyone ask me about mm-hmm. the philanthropy. I'm worried. A lot of us in town that, that give big bucks, um, I don't see other people. Uh, yeah, I don't yeah, my see question enough is, what is the other succession people. plan? What is the, yeah, yeah that, the succession my, plan? The succession I don't plan. even have anyone within my own family. Hmm, interesting. That you know, and I and I'm going outside to people that I consider family because. Well, hopefully this inspires more people. You know, people can volunteer and give of their time, and uh, in other areas, they don't have to necessarily give. You know, I don't have millions of dollars, but I've been on. I've done plenty of volunteer work, and it's very fulfilling. You know, it's, and it's relative. You don't and you have need those to have volunteer. a lot of money. Dallas Clark used to say, "You need the three W's: work, wisdom, and wealth." Mm-hmm. You get a board member that has one terrific, two great, three all of them. I altered it a little bit. I said, "I've got the three W's. I'm a woman." I'm a woman of color, and I'm a woman of wealth. It just doesn't get any better. <laughs> my, my husband's hard work empowers me to I do think the acronym is WOW, people. isn't it? Wow. Well, <laughs> no, I didn't think it. Thank wow, you, Joe. Joe. Yes, I can certainly live with that. That's just one good idea of the year. But anyway. <laughs> I have to admit that the sightings, though, you know, when you when you – become known and people recognize you. Linda keeps track of the various sightings. But I did. I wanted to just, because we have only a minute left, mm. and I wanted to uh, iterate this note that someone left on, on one of the philanthropy websites uh, to you, uh, Laura Mountain, and it just said, I would also like to thank Mrs. Shiley for her gift. I, I, I work an exhausting job assembling heavy equipment uh, uh, engines until four in the morning. It is a comfort for me to watch Masterpiece on PBS while my ouchy feet are soaking. <laughs> I will never have big money, mm. but I know that the stimulating writing style of this series takes the worry of my troubles away for a while. Thank you, Darlene Shiley. Bless your soul as much as you have blessed me already. Keep PBS Life. I hope someone knows how to send, uh, send these comments on to Mrs. Shiley. So I have done that. Congratulations. And, and, <laughs> I heard you loud and clear. <laughs> Lori, age 52, and I don't even know what city she's in. But, with sore feet. But bless you, Darlene, Marco, mm-hmm. Shiley, and thanks for being with us. Linda, thanks for really coming along. It. Thank you. Richard Musio, great seeing you. Justin Hart on our soundboard. Are we going to do a bonus track, by the way? Is there anything else sure. we have to do? Okay, go to iwaymoney.com uh, after you hear this. Justin Harden on soundboard. Thanks for making the song great. Thanks to Craig Blank, our con executive, and our program user, Dave Sniff at KFMB. Have a great week, everybody. We'll see you next time, and get over to the bonus track. Bye-bye now. <laughs>